know, we knew this day was coming. Um, John had uh, fought a tough, tough battle over four years with cancer and a number of other um, serious, serious ailments and uh, was just a, a remarkable spirit through it all, uh, which is why we, uh, you, you know, at, uh, during the season last year, Ray, we, we chose to honor him, uh, dedicating a uh, replica bronzed uh, drum created by David Deming. Uh, David is the uh, remarkable artist sculptor who has done the Larry Doby, uh, Lou Boudreau, Jim Tomey statues at our ballpark. And, uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, John knew what he meant to this organization. You know, too often we honor those who have passed and they are not able to truly understand uh, what uh, a group of people feel about them. And so um, we, again, uh, did the replica drum. We have a, a bronze plaque up in his seat, the replica drum. We actually took his seat, his uh, bleacher bench, and took it out and uh, have rested the replica bronze drum on that bench, and it's out at Heritage Park so fans can come and, and sit um, next to the drum and hold one of the – you're acting like you're holding one of the drumsticks to beat it um, and remember John in that way. Uh, just a remarkable guy, had a tremendous sense of humor, uh, obviously an incredible passion for our baseball team. And Bobby, he picked up the drum because of the baseball team. And this wasn't for him. This was for the team to rally the team when they had a runner in scoring position. This was all about supporting the Indians slash guardians. No, absolutely. Um, the story that he loved to tell is uh, he bought it at a garage sale, a, a drum set for $25. Uh, his whole idea for those who are listening and grew up in Cleveland Municipal Stadium days, uh, we would scatter all around uh, that cavernous uh, stadium and we would bang the, the seats to uh, make noise to get the rallies going. And his whole idea was to augment and add to the banging of the seats out in the bleachers by beating on a drum. And that's how it started. And back then, um, when he first started uh, late in the season in 73, a lady by the name of Jackie York was the promotions director. She noticed how people would gravitate towards John in the bleachers in those early days. And she then went and asked him that, uh, um, can you be here every day? <laughs> um, he thought about it, and he just kept coming and coming and coming and attending and attending, and um, that's how uh, uh, that story was born. And his dedication, commitment over what three thousand five hundred games. The one thing that he would always uh, tell people, um, he loved when people would come and visit him up in the bleachers and they'd come from all over the world who would visit Cleveland and, and come to a baseball game. And he joked that they're the only uh, place in the world 
where he hasn't met somebody was Antarctica uh, because we wouldn't let penguins in our ballpark. <laughs> but everything, everything ended in a little bit of a joke. Every story, um, he was a people pleaser, um, and uh, it's uh, terribly sad. But I'll tell you, you and I have a close friend in Curtis Danberg, my colleague at the Guardians, and, and Curtis was at his side uh, for most of the past four years, uh, especially the last couple years, um, and uh, just such a wonderful uh, thing that Curtis um, was able to be at his side, saw him on Sunday um, and again, uh, we feel good about the fact that John um, understood completely what we felt about him and what uh, uh, the fans of our baseball team felt about him. Well, that replica drum is going to be at the ballpark for many, many years to come. And uh, Bobby, correct me if I'm wrong. I think up there what, in Section 182, isn't there a plaque up there with his name on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. A nice big bronze plaque that dedicates his seat, um, and then uh, uh, the drum with the bench over at Heritage Park. And um, you know, there's a there's a, a scholarship fund in his name through the Cleveland Public Library. Mm. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, and uh, um, it's just a Again, the, when you talk about passion and dedication and commitment um, for your baseball team, um, John is it for us. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was able to drum at three all-star games, Lenny Barker's perfect game, three World Series, I think one 11 playoff series. Uh, um, it's just... Uh, MLB Network last night, which I thought was really cool. I agree. Um, played our video tribute um, to John, and then at the end of uh, their Baseball Tonight show, um, you know, they sat in what, you know, they have in, in their studios. Uh, they sat in some seats and talked about the special fans all across baseball and, uh, you know, focused in the, on John. And I thought that was really nice that he got some wonderful national attention. Yeah, I saw that last night. You know what else I did last night? And you folks can do it yourselves. I got on to a bunch of different sites last night and was listening and watching some old team highlights. And in almost every one of those highlights, because highlights are when the, the team is about to score, come up with a big hit, and you can hear John's drum in the background beating as those pitchers are getting ready to try to pitch to one of the players in the past. And uh, certainly his sounds of his drum will live on forever and ever. Bobby, before I let you go, if you don't mind, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since uh, the video came out uh, with the reemerging of the progressive field and reimaging and the uh, right field and left field and everything. It looks really exciting. I'm not sure what type of role you played in it, but uh, it looks like it's going to be exciting when this whole thing is done in 2025. It is uh, going to be amazing for our fans. Um, you know, the, the, the little role that I had was uh, in the discussion 
uh, stages as to uh, um, with architects and designers is what's happening around the world these days when you build new facilities. Uh, um, how are you taking care of the fan? What are they looking for? What's next? And um, as we call it, uh, progressive field reimagined. Um, our group of people in our office who are specifically charged with with uh, making sure that you know we do this thing right. Um, just an incredibly talented group of people. Uh, what we're going to do with the different real estate in our ballpark, um, the Terrace Club area, the right field, upper deck area, um, you know, our lower bowl is phenomenal with the 13 different local restaurants and the way we have done the seating area recreated and opened up the concourse, especially out in the center field and right field with the corner bar. Um, and now it's time to uh, uh, look upstairs and make sure that that experience is uh, just as good as the lower bowl and all the social gathering spots uh, um, that will just make uh, our ball club or our ball park uh, just sing. Uh, it, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait. Opening day 2025 is when uh, we will hopefully unveil everything. Uh, as you know, we have to do all the construction and yeah. everything during the winter in Cleveland on Lake Erie. <laughs> um, so hopefully things go uh, according to plan. Um, we're also going to provide our athletes uh, a better clubhouse uh, situation. It's been 30 years since we've really touched uh, their part of the world um, in this ballpark, and that needed to be addressed and some other bits of real estate just to continue to make sure that our ballpark is uh, remains a crown jewel uh, in our country.